0: Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat. It is Wednesday, the 28th of July, 2021, except where it's not. And one of those places is Melbourne, Australia, where we're joined today by our good buddy, from the Geek Dudes podcast, and hey, hey, it's the podcast from Wrestle Rock
1: from his
0: couch, Chris Fresh, representing the Smashing Pumpkins, I believe, today.
1: Thank you. I am. Um, yes, my couch, which also doubles as a collectible shelf. Um, that's when you know you've gone too far, where the top of the couch starts getting used for your toys. Well... Go- what
0: what's what camera are you using right now? Just my laptop camera. All right. Well, let's 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 not ruin things now because mm. I know how dangerous moving something can be. But good sizzle for yeah. later on for the YouTube viewer. I am going to get you to risk the transmission and and give
1: a bit of a laptop tour because uh, that'll be interesting. <laughs>
0: See, that's why I'm <laughs> saving it to the end because I'm a pro. <laughs>
1: we'll give it a go.
0: Uh, because if you're watching the YouTube, you've got just, you've got some Batman there. You've got some Castle Skull. Ah, oh, and of course, the Outrider,
1: Dash mm. Render,
0: Shadows of the Empire. So good sizzle for later on. Also, while we're sizzling and talking about your uh, bedroom,
1: not your bedroom. What is that room? it's just a, like a family room that's up, up commanded <laughs> there's no longer for the family it's just like my collection room where we record geek dudes and hey hey family room the well that's irony. What, that's that's what they call it <laughs> when they describe the house but yeah it's no family room
0: that's you with your family there your little plastic family yeah a very um a very grayscale christmas at the fresh household
1: it's something
0: Um, Just wait there for a second. I just got to reply to my wife.
1: As Steele's replying to Thank Jackie. You. I, um, like, this room is ridiculously full and I couldn't help but jump on a bargain. I would have been losing money if I didn't buy it, as I like to say, but I just acquired the Shogun Warriors Boba Fett. Oh! Um, <laughs> That Super 7 made And if people don't know that Shogun Warriors Were these giant robots I think from the late 70s, early 80s Um,
0: I believe so We actually had one In our household And I'm sure in retrospect Oh yeah, I definitely got the worst Oh wait, no, maybe I didn't No, 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 that's not what I swapped it for I had one and I did take it to the collector's shop In the city to exchange for some sort of Star Wars item back in the 90s
1: yeah cuz they are, like they're actually worth a small fortune these days like the, probably the most famous shogun warriors toy is the godzilla with the shooting fists um that he's got but yeah so super 7 released a boba fett a few years ago and hey kevin um and I, I've been eyeing it off for the longest time, and it was probably around $380 Australian. And it was, like, oh, a bit too rich for my blood. And good old um pop culture dropped it down to $199.
0: Oh, that's I, a fair price.
1: And I at free shipping, $199. And I was like, I, I've been kicking the tires for too long not to jump on it at that price. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. So I don't where know where I'm it? putting it. Oh, it's not there yet. <laughs> no, no, I've got it, but it's legitimately sitting down sitting in the back bedroom because there's nowhere to put it at the moment. Like I looked at it, I opened it, I took some photos and went, so, that's so, another so, day problem.
0: It sounds like it's fast becoming the back family room. <laughs> it,
1: it it very well could be. It's where pop vinyls go to die. <laughs> Down there. Because it's like, I'm not displaying pop finals.
0: Listen, you're one half room away from being featured on like a current affair or something like that. Or Hoarders. Yes. Hoarders is a bit more of a celebration though. A current affair, (laughs) it's, you know, it's when you've got, that's a tough one to bounce back from. Well, we can't.
1: We can't all have rooms that get featured in publications based on um, how big their collections are, like you did steal Dude, in the early 2000s.
0: I was single. I was young and <laughs> single and, and spending my money very ill, just, fra- just flagrantly. <laughs> I can't even get it out. It's so, um. hey, anyway. Let's talk a bit of Star Wars news. At the end, we're yep. going to talk uh, a bit of Master of the Universe revelations. I had a, a great time, and I I can't encourage people enough to go check out the Geek Dudes review. An excellent because you guys have been frothing about He Man for years now. Mm-hmm. As your um oh actually that's what I was going to say as as far as your room goes and sizzle. Um, if you haven't, not just you Chris, but I I, I think you would actually enjoy it. I know you're not much for a YouTube guy. But um, a new Corey Thursdays episode we just put up on Thursdays where uh, Aubrey, Corey, and I go Star Wars shopping at Frank and Son's Collectible Dream Center. It's like an old Costco turned into a 300 collectible stalls, And um, you do get a shout out in it because I see one of those giant snake mountains mm. and I just laugh. <laughs> How much room that's taking up in your house, in your family just,
1: room? I, I I may have just glanced at it um, as you said that. Um, and, and shout out to Frankensons. Like I, I'd be. You can answer this question for me, Steele. When I was last in LA, um, good uh, good friend of um yours, Julian James, and I were in Hollywood, and we were we heard of Frankensons and we were wondering whether it was worth getting an Uber to Frankenstein's, Sons, but we couldn't quite work out whether that was an achievable goal or whether it was just too far away and not worth the trip, so we never actually did it. That's a decent Uber. Okay, yeah, that's what we thought. That's why we chickened out. It'd be a solid hour. Mm, okay, so yeah, it would have cost a fortune.
0: But what would have cost a fortune is you getting there. Like, yeah, that's, like, like, cool. like the Uber costs would pale <laughs> in comparison because, yeah, it's a, it's a smorgasbord, buddy.
1: Mm.
0: It's a smorgasbord. Now, um, Josh brings up an interesting point in the, um, the chat here too much handsome going on here. Well, dude, if that's what you think, just sh- I was going to say strap on, but not the best term. Strap in.
1: Strap in is what I'd like to say. No, strap on, Josh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Speaking of handsome. Right. Um, What, what, you know, you follow Star Wars pretty closely, Chris. Mm. What do you think is the top Star Wars story of the week?
1: I th- I've, I'm I've, i stuck in a world of not wanting to know stuff but keep finding out stuff. It Mark, seems- may, I st-
0: may I stop you there? Yeah. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you think.
1: Hit me with a bit of Duano. Um, the
0: top, no, no, no. The top Star Wars news of the week is because... It's not the top Star Wars news that's important today. It's the topless Star Wars news. Peep this. Look at that. Adam Driver stepping out for Burberry Hero, a new fragrance from Burberry Beauty embodied by Adam Driver. Now, I know there are... um, of all persuasions people that are, are currently they might be on their uh, on their phone and they're, they're twisting the phone around to make it full like side screen so they can get a a bigger, a better look at this so for those people I'll just I'll take a moment you can make full screen on your screen, are you, are you full screen there, fresh or what? What's going on? I,
1: you have to go full screen. Like, my computer just by itself went full screen as Adam Driver popped up, like, he commanded it. Okay, um, okay. So, you're full screen? We're all full screen.
0: All right, cop this then. How about that? You're full screen. <laughs> hey,
1: <laughs> there's some nipples.
0: Are you, are you glad you're strapped on, Josh Chapman? <laughs>
1: How do we feel about the more shredded shredded Adam Driver compared to thick boy Adam Driver that we got in The Last Jedi where Ray asked him to quickly put a top on? i can tell you we, we,
0: we, how we feel. We, 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 feel conf- we, we feel confused. He's leaned we, we out. Feel ha- we feel happy, but in a strange way.
1: I kind of feel betrayed. I liked the thickness of Adam Driver in The Last Jedi.
0: Really, I think he's looking um pretty damn good. James Hallahan says still desperate for some Ben Solo content, buddy. Ask, to monetize. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, those precious cents. Hey, listen. Before we get to the uh the, the the top on Star Wars news, we'll stick with the top of Star Wars news just for a little bit because, buddy, we've got. I'm not sure if you're familiar. With Jonathan Glazer of Academy Films. No, I'm not. Me neither. Me neither. But he has directed some sort of um, piece about Adam Driver, um, horse related. And I, I feel like we should take it in right now. I just want to get rid of, um, I'll just get Adam out of the way because it'll be confusing. Um, horse related, to- you say? <laughs> Yeah, I, I it's it, it it looks better than it sounds. <laughs> i got to be honest with you, but um, all right, let's peek this. I you should have you should have sound. Wait there.
1: Have you got sound? Yeah, yeah. Look at him go. But did you have sound right then? Yeah, yeah. There was sound. Okay, right. That oh, oh my
0: god, I'm more impressed by the horse. <laughs> Adam Driver is <laughs> <he's laughs> currently out swimming the horse. Like, oh no, now he's cheating. What is happening? What? Whoa! He just—he <laughs> just Michael Jackson blacked it or whited into a, a horse.
1: Back. Whoa! Hero. The He's a brave her. uh, quite- <laughs> hero. What? I kind of got flashbacks a little bit of Neverending Story with the horse in the water. Um. And people say he won't return to Star Wars because he's too much of an artiste. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like he, just, he just sold out and did a, a aftershave commercial.
0: I've I've never seen anything more artistic in my life, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not sure where you're falling on this, but that uh, was I'd, um. I, I got to check what.
1: The... I'd cross guard his
0: saber. Um. <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> Wow. Horse Horses sounds like he's fanning himself. <laughs> down there. Woof. Ah, wow. Very, like, very interesting.
1: If this was my podcast, I'd be taking this in a whole different discussion, but I'm gonna keep it clean for Steel Wars.
0: I, I appreciate that. It's fantastic. I I I, I do. Mm. Um Okay, it's a centaur. Did I say a mantor? What's a mantor? Is a mantor a wrestler? Was he a pro wrestler? It it,
1: it was a wrestler for a hot minute.
0: Okay, it could have also been a a late series He Man figure. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: This Emily brings up a good point. Um, Wet horse is generally not the scent I'm looking for in a man. These perfume commercials, right? I saw this other one Natalie Portman, Queen Mm. Armadala, right? She's at a wedding wait, is she at the wedding? I think she's about to get married and someone turns up on a motorbike and she bails the wedding and goes on the motorbike and just leaves. Like, she's in the... Like, she's a bride. And it's like, what are you... I don't want to, like, smell like someone that just left their wedding. That's that's a dank scent.
1: Look, the only way... And this is a very Australian reference. The only way, really, you judge what cologne you're going to wear is you go through Maya, you get handed the card. Does it pass the sniff test or not? Then you go ahead and get it. Or you just get some brute from the supermarket.
0: I've got to tell you when it comes to the cologne,
1: mm. I'm
0: pretty partial to whatever's in duty-free with a sweet accessory.
1: Ooh. It sucks you in every time.
0: Uh, they. I had my favourites, but... That that Ralph Lauren, he really knows how to package something with a um a, a scent in the duty free area, a little tote bag stuff.
1: Good Why five. does a, Lucasfilm should have released George?
0: <laughs> you yeah, know I don't, I don't know, man. What,
1: <laughs> it smells, it just smells like an old dude in a flannel shirt.
0: All right, I'm looking up this Natalie Portman perfume.
1: I just watched Mars Attacks, which Natalie Portman plays the presidential daughter. And I wonder if it was that role that George watched that made him cast her.
0: No, she was already. In...
1: She was already in
0: Star Wars then.
1: Mars Attacks comes out in '96.
0: No, she like she was. I'm. I'm, I'm oh, she was already cast. cast because okay. I went to see Mars Attacks especially to see someone from Star Wars. You know when you were just uh, trying to juice get like, it in. some yep. Star Wars out of something. All right, I've got to know this one. She's. All right, no, she's not. We call, we call we call this
1: we call it meat Joe blacking when you're trying to juice some Star Wars out of something.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, totally. All right, I can't find this thing about. I don't. I, I'll have to take back my my accusations about how Natalie Portman smells in these videos <laughs> and stuff because. Oh, anyway, hey, let's go to a dash of not obi-wan news but obi-wan chatter in the media um some non-news which is news this is news this is comfort this is what it is comfort now this is this next section is called star wars comfort chris Mm. and i know with who's with us in the middle maybe you could do with some star wars comfort
1: (laughs) it's all i'm staring at
0: i am uh grabbing this from starwarsnews.net they do a very good job of 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 seeing these articles out in the ether, getting rid of any mention of like the project they're actually meant to be talking about and just have the Star Wars question, right? And this is with Joel Edgerton um, of Uncle Owen fame. He is out there promoting the Green Knight, um, one of the best colours of night. Uh, from what I've heard, on comicbook.com and starwarsnews.net, pulled out this, which makes me very happy. Very comforting. I'm unable to discuss the series and potentially totally as in the dark as you are. I love that, potentially. He's not. We all know the universe of Star Wars is on serious lockdown. Not buddy, that's read the room. You know what I'm saying? There's some triggering words in 2022. Try
1: try living in Melbourne.
0: Yeah, right. Um, Part of the reason for that is that people don't want the stories too spoiled before they come out. The great thing about Star Wars fans are they are now the creators of the next Star Wars universes. And I think that whoever's creating these things, whoever is, he doesn't know, right, are creating them with fans in mind. Now, as I say, I feel like he does know because he's in the show.
1: Hmm.
0: But if he doesn't know, he's making he's jumping to some big conclusions here. You know what I'm saying? But I think he does know, so it's fine. But I'm just thinking about the parallel universes. These Loki things really ruined me. Uh, Knowing that they hold the keys to that universe, to deviate too far from what you might expect could mean death by lightsaber. Now I read that and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. But Uncle Owen comes through with the goods.
1: Well, I got some bad news for Joel Edgerton in people are going to be death by lightsabering this show, whether it's the greatest show ever made or whether it's no good. Like, I I have seen it this past week. There's nothing you can do.
0: And yet... To not introduce surprises within that mix is death to creativity. So there you go. And, you know, when you think about creativity, get on there. I think about this. So I'm now I'm just picturing it now, This is Uncle Owen in the Obi-Wan series. Is he the horse? He could well be. He could well be. He's built like a horse. Sorry here. Um, oh! All right. Horse Burkhart has done some research for us and he's found. He wants to stick it to Portman. He's DM'd <laughs> me on Twitter, the the Orr commercial. i sure she
1: smells tremendous.
0: He uh...
1: Look at their DMs. Get out of the way, Kylo. <laughs> what are you doing,
0: Kylo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's blocking, blocking everything.
0: <laughs> he's not blocking it. Now he's blocking everything out of control all right here we go um right there i'm not sure if i've got
1: somebody doesn't have youtube premium <laughs> all right so she's at
0: the wedding right for everyone doing the the podcast thing she's looking out she's in a lovely dress her father oh, okay so she's she's sort of thinking about not wanting to do it
1: Attractive lady. I don't know who's who. There's time jumps
0: in this ad, but
1: who's Wait, Is that, is that, dad the, is that the dad room?
0: or the Okay, it's the dad. I was going to say, I'm in with a chance.
1: <laughs>
0: what? Oh, and then underneath she had a black dress. What sort of Mission Impossible BS is this?
1: And who and runs now, that? For, she's got no shoes on. Prickles would be in her feet. And then the 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 other man
0: is rocked up at a cliff face in a helicopter dro- that's dropping
1: flowers out of it.
0: What is happening?
1: She's. Just... Oh, and now and they're making to fly, to
0: fly in a helicopter.
1: She could have just said no a couple of days before the event.
0: Come on, Portman. There we go. What a great podcast we've got going on over here.
1: <laughs> We're in the this wrong is, business.
0: It's fantastic. Um, wait, go away. <laughs> now, we Portman on Letterman just came up, so there's something. Mm. Um. Yeah, very very strange. What's like what like like I feel like she's made some bad life decisions. The character, so why would I all like you can't manage your personal life? You've you've committed to this person. You're in love with someone else. They're flying a helicopter. I would like the irony at the end. If while they're making out in the helicopter, they. They, you know, lost concentration and they crashed into the wedding.
1: But see, the, the problem I have is the second I see her, it's like she smells great. I don't care what's going on. Like, isn't she just fun to look at? Ah. But, <laughs> and that's how they get me. Like, they could have just saved a hell of a lot of money if they just had Natalie Portman just sitting there in a chair going, I smell pretty nice. <laughs> I would have gone, she, I bet she does. What? What is that scent? And I, you'd buy it for your lady friend or male friend if you don't mind them smelling like Nat.
0: Hey man, um, get it for me. I want to smell like Portman.
1: Hey, I've got, I've got a can of Impulse Spice because I wanted to smell the Spice Girls. Really? <laughs> well, no, not because I wanted to smell them. It just smelt nice.
0: We'll leave that there.
1: Yeah. We'll leave that there.
0: <laughs> um. All right. Well, Devish is, is is loving the format thus far of today's show. This is the greatest show of anything ever. And don't <laughs> let anyone take that from you, Steele. Um, there's... Oh, okay. <laughs> now, I, I wouldn't normally read this comment, but then I see it's from Jesse pauses um <laughs> uh, lovely partner so I feel like it's uh, I have some leeway with the uh the tonality of the comments but uh she says Horace wants it Horse wants to stick it to Natalie portman is an accurate statement
1: mm. <laughs> very interesting and, and Amy Lee from evanescence but that's for another podcast
0: ah oh, evanescence really mm. okay
1: mm. very good uh, stock of him
0: Let's uh, talk about this bit of uh, Star Wars cast spoiling by Star Wars cast potentially. And um, getting this from Slash Film. Um, Did Ahsoka star Rosario Dawson just confirm live action casting for Thrawn and Ezra Bridger? Um, Fans of the extended, I hate when they say extended actually. Uh, Anyway, Rosario Dawson who played the live action Iteration of Ahsoka Tano and the Mandalorian will soon star in her own spin-off series titled Ahsoka shared an image in her Instagram stories, which suggests that Mina Masold from Aladdin and Lars Mikkelsen, who played Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels have been cast as Ezra and Thrawn respectively. Um, so she has reposted in her story, someone celebrating that, uh, Mina Masuda and Glass Mickelson reportedly joins Ahsoka at Disney Plus series. Yes, the best news ever. I need my biopic or biopoc B I P O C representation in Star Wars. Can't wait to see my BBs thrive in Ahsoka as my favorite characters in the universe. Um, so she shared that, then took it down. Hmm. I feel like she thought it had been announced and pasted it off.
1: Can you blame her? Like Disney or Lucasfilm, because Disney on some things do a great job, Lucasfilm are just the worst with announcements. Like if they don't have a celebration, like when it comes to figures, when it comes to casting of tv shows movies like but it just always seems bad timed and gets out (laughs) like if you can't keep the surprise just get on top of it early
0: here's the deal everything you do every new thing you do in whatever but we'll talk Mm. about star wars and like you know you decide to make a show you hire someone to cast as that every one of those things you're inflating a helium balloon of excitement now listen in the past couple of years i've learned a thing or two about the excitement a helium balloon can bring
1: mm-hmm.
0: right however once the balloon is inflated you the the, the clock is ticking to play with this balloon and enjoy the magic that contains in its floating. And if you leave it too long in another room, in a cupboard, the balloon will shrink. And when you pull it out, it will be less exciting. This metaphor, it it started off pretty good. But anyway, (laughs) what I'm saying is they – Lucasfilm just doesn't seem to catch on how the internet works or don't seem to want to catch on. It's like you guys being the ones that announce this ASAP, even if it's just like this guy's this guy, this guy's this guy, Ahsoka, like it's just a post, that earns you so much goodwill Mm. compared to Latino review you know getting it out and then people sort of debate if it's true or not and it's like someone else gets credited with that in, like you're creating all these helium balloons let them out let them soar into the sky
1: yeah i the the whole mystery box thing which you know started perhaps around the force awakens time you know of Got to keep everything a secret. Got to keep everything a secret. Like, secrets are good. You know, the greatest secret of all time was Grogu at the end of Mandalorian season one and Luke at the end of season two. You know, like their book ended. Like, those two moments I didn't know were coming. Mm. And they, I teared up. When I saw them, like, a joy and amazement, fantastic. But telling me that Pedro Pascal, Carl Carl Weathers, and that a cast in the show, that didn't need to be kept secret. (laughs)
0: Listen.
1: Keeping Luke a
0: secret? Well, that's just... This is why we do it. Waiting way too long. So all news gets fed to me by someone else? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've got a clip for every occasion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, like, it, it, I, I'm just, like, because if you do look you, at the Marvels. No,
0: Chris, Chris, on that, do you know what Lucasfilm need to do? They just need to accept.
1: This is a battle I do not think that we can win.
0: Bang. How about that? Three in a row. Solid. I don't,
1: I don't know that we should listen to Panaka about anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love the caution. Love it.
1: Yeah. I, I like. I know you've complained. It's like the action figure reveals. You know, Marvel, after an episode of Loki, will reveal an action figure from that episode the next Monday where you're still waiting to get stuff from the Mandalorian. Still still waiting for his Luke poster.
0: I am still waiting.
1: Well, you might get a better deepfake now because I heard that they have um hired the guy that improved it on YouTube.
0: I appreciate you segueing to that perfectly because that is next on my tabs. How I do it. You know what this guy's called? This deepfaker? Shamook,
1: is that on his birth certificate?
0: If it is, then more power to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I feel like it's just a a YouTube, but I uh, this has made major news. I I got this on bbc.com, right? Shamook, Star Wars effects company, ILM hires Mandalorian deep faker. Now um, you would probably. Oh, listen, Kieran Holiday says I just came from another stream. Trust me, buddy. It does not have anything on what you've missed thus far.
1: And never um. cross the streams.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can. It's fine. I've done it. I've I've watched a stream on my stream. It's it's it's, mm. it's awesome. Listen, you, this is you've you've missed things like this. Yeah. And this, now you're just stuck with that, Hey? Eh? Should have got here earlier. Anyway, so uh, Shamuk, um, apparently for four days, where has he got a comment here? But he did, um, he, he deep faked the Mandalorian Luke Skywalker deal. I'll bring it up so we can check it out. Get off there! Stop screen. Sorry, guys. Sometimes when I do this, I have to talk while I do it. Like I have to say, it's just not, I've got to talk, like I'm like a robot. Now moving mouse, doing this now, now talking about what I'm doing, now talking what I'm doing, 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 what I'm doing.
1: doing. Woo! Wow. Can Can I ask a question just to interrupt? Is it part of your intro of the show, the double click of the mouse? Or is that you legitimately clicking the mouse to start the show?
0: I'm pretty sure it's me cl- actually clicking <laughs> the mouse. Uh, uh, and, and what I do, then I turn off my microphone sometimes at the start of the show. So it wouldn't get that. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I, I forget like the to click. turn it back on. Sometimes no, I, I forget.
1: I'm, I enjoy the click. It's, we're getting yeah,
0: the it's, it's endearing. Sometimes you just got to accept your uh, inadequacies. Um. So anyway, we've got this Shamook thing going on over here. Now I I don't think it's like remarkably better. I, like From- I I but I also don't think I've got much of an eye for it, and I feel like when the deep fake one talks, it doesn't look as like it it falls down a little bit.
1: Now yeah. There's, there's Emily a bit Lynn's ch- having a heart attack because she can't stand deep fake. It freaks her out. Okay. Um but now, yeah, I thought it was the mouth that was improved.
0: Can, I no, I don't think this one, Kevin says deep fake greater than full staff of ILM. Um that's like like a a large portion of the work was already done. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like this dude's amazing and having him on board to do that polish at the end. But I, 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 I think when someone's like, you know, he just did the whole effects factory away. It, it doesn't, it, I don't Um, like, like in, I know like a metaphor would be in skateboarding. It's like skateboarding. How do I say like kids now, like, they aren't even in the Olympics. Like, wait. Like, that are just, like, sponsored or whatever. They're better than the pros of 20 years ago. But that doesn't make them better skateboarders because they're just building off what these people did. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like, I, I think it's pretty rock and roll that they hired him, you know, because it's let, let's give somebody that's probably a little rough around the edges a shot you know, and they're bringing him into a system and we'll see how he goes. Um, And it shows that they're willing to give it a go.
0: Yeah, because I talked to a few people about it behind the scenes and there seemed like, because I was like, how does this deepfake guy like polish it up like that? And like, why wouldn't they do it the deepfake style? And if there was sort of like a snobbery around deepfake, Hmm. do you know what I mean? Sort of like auto-tunes, like you know, maybe the end result is better to whatever you're trying to get to, but it's like, it's not how we do it. Do you know what I'm saying? But um, So I, I sort of think it's cool that they're embracing someone that, you know, from a certain point of view, showed them up. I tell you what he does that is very, very impressive, Chris. Hang this up in two seconds. Is he did a deep fake of harrison ford into solo a star wars story
1: Oh, interesting now this is
0: you're in this life for good
1: you find some way to square this we still get our money
0: maybe like that is freaky
1: for me it's worth the risk I, I don't know that it would hold up a whole movie. Gee, it's a hell of a oh, sh- wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is Look at just him! insane. I hate you.
0: Oh, my God. That's incredible. The,
1: like the Tom Cruise ones are always amazing whenever i see the tom cruise ones it makes me think we're all doomed (laughs) like if like if if you could just take somebody and make it seem so real like it's just scary it's
0: um so congrats but um what we'll do now oh emily i like this hey i I hope you're talking about the deep fake um uh, what watch this? Oh, this is a good <laughs> there you go. I've I've really incriminated Emily now for her, her anti uh Adam Driver stance. What about this? I'll cause some trouble. Oh, that's such a mean thing to say about Corey's floating head, Emily. I've
1: never I've never looked any better.
0: That's incredibly off-putting. Um, I wanted to catch up with you at the end. Spoiler warning for Masters of the Universe Revelation. Um, so if, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you know, it's spoiled. Um, I thought about doing non-spoiler, and then there's the stuff I want to ask you that it, it just wouldn't work out. So it's, it's hard to do. It is hard. So, yeah. Um, Wait there, I, just in case someone chimes in, wait there. I, I don't, this is, I'll put this up in the, in the meantime. Um, wait, that's not what I, actually I'll just edit this one. Masters of the universe spoilers.
1: He was. Chat.
0: Oh, no, what do we...
1: Bang.
0: Get up there, your little message. Okay, here we go. So that's why someone chimes in on the live thing. They're not...
1: know.
0: Mm. Yeah, no. I'm, bloody...
1: Been out for nearly a week. Um,
0: um, so, I um, as I said, listen to the Geek uh, Dude's recap podcast. Super, super good. Now, I... I I think he was saying, first of all, I just, I just loved it. Like mm. I, um, I just thought it hit the perfect tone.
1: Cause so, it is polarizing.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, I don't, like, I don't it, think it, it is, but it, yeah, it is. But I, I also think now everything's polarizing. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, true. I, yeah. they hate it because of this. Yeah. What a shock. Like yeah, maybe they hate, maybe they hate everything because of that. so mm, yeah. Um, but I, I thought I, I think you talked about how Kevin Smith said it was a direct sequel to mm. the filmation. I think it works perfect as a direct sequel to the filmation series, within, but it's just the tone has like it's sort of like what if you hadn't never watched it again, and you're remembering back,
1: and that's and that's what I think his intention it's, it's, was. It's like and, that
0: level of goodness that, like, because when you go back and watch it, it's like,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 people like they want to, and Star Wars does it as well, where they they hang on to the letter of the law of this 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 this, and it's like it, dra- it takes the fun out of it, and it's like don't go by expectation and law. Go by experience and what you feel. And I know when I watched it, like it was like, for me, He-Man's never just been about He-Man. It's never just been about Skeletor. It was about all of the masters of the universe. Like who didn't love Rare Man or Fisto, or you had like all these different characters as a kid with your toys, that it was never contained to just two characters. So for me, the excitement of seeing so many different characters and toys that i played with pop up on the screen it seriously it, it made me giddy at times like when roton the spinning <laughs> vehicle oh, yeah. is just like cruising up it's like yes like and i don't think that was ever in the cartoon um so to see stuff like that brought to life in this i just honestly think they took the best of everything from he-man be it filmation be it the comics be it the toys, be it the, the 2000 and X series, and sort of merged it all, even, even the movie, and merged it all together and created something that uh, what was, was just, in it, what, um, what was
0: in it from the movie?
1: Okay, so um, S- Skelegod at the end is from the movie. He just looks different. But the concept of Skeletor becoming a god is from the movie. And when he's projecting himself over Castle skull, that is from the movie. Like Skeletor, Frank Langella's Skeletor projects himself. Um, Tila and Adam on the flying discs, like they're on the flying discs in the movie, like that comes from the movie. Um, so, like, it's not a lot, but there are cool little nods where you can go, oh, that's actually from the movie.
0: And there was one, you how you said how it was always about He-Man, not just about He-Man and Skeletor to you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I, it's, it's interesting because, like, this shows Master's Universe revelations. But the cartoon was called He-Man and the Masters and the of Master the Universe. Dude. And I just wonder how, like, perception of the other characters would be. I feel like it would be a lot broader if it was actually called Masters of the... Like, the cartoon in the 80s. Because
1: mm. people yeah. just call it He-Man, he- do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and even I'm guilty of it. Of Do you remember watching He-Man when we were kids, you know, like it was just what it was called. And I think everybody had a He-Man figure sitting in their backyard. (laughs) Like every kid, or definitely in Melbourne, like everybody had a battle armor He-Man, I think, sitting around in their collection. Um, And, but yeah, but to me it was like, it was the horde. It was like all these different, all these weird and different, wacky characters and um i think even star wars for people when they collected the toys and they didn't have the movie to constantly watch all the time so playing with the toys was their movie it's how people grew attachments to things like hammerhead and Snaggletooth, and like it was like they had two seconds in the movie but it was what you did with the toys and your imagination
0: the way they took all the characters existing characters from the cartoon and added in like their little logical backstories mm. and sort of like gave some background and some girt to the whole, like how the whole universe worked, which I don't know. It was so like, I like couldn't stand evil in when I was little mm. and I'm like, Oh, she's, she's badass, she's so cool. Like, Orko is oh. Jar Jar Binks done perfectly.
1: Yeah, but it does go to show that we could see redemption for Jar Jar. All he sort of do is be written right. Um, in or, like, I've never had a problem with Orko. Like, I was—I never had a problem with Snarf in the Thundercats or T. Bob in Mask. Like, I, I've never been one of those guys that has a I, problem with those characters.
0: I wasn't much of a Thundercat person, but but I know they're loose. Um, <laughs> loved the T Bob and loved Orco. I remember having mm. the little Orco figure that came with the little magic trick, the yellow yep. discs and stuff. Yeah. Um. uh Emily says I fell in love with Orco. The backstory, like the backstory that Orco tells to Evelyn, it's like, oh. like, is that like is his the it's origin? New. Of- no,
1: that's, that's all. That's brilliant. All new. Yeah. Like. like the, the one for me was Roboto. So oh. with, the, with the Pinocchio thing. So in so in Filmation, and this is where the nerds will argue, it's not a direct sequel to Filmation. I think Roboto briefly appeared in one episode and he was a visitor from space. And it was like, no, no, no. Roboto being built by Man-at-Arms as a quasi son that has man arms memories and feelings in him made him way, way, way more appealing and like more of an emotional character. Like I got emotional over Roboto in a Masters of a Universe oh, cartoon. That's an achievement. Yeah. And, and
0: and just also the reveal to everyone about Adam and He-Man. Mm. Like I was like, that was just something that you always want. Oh, what would happen if everyone found out? Do you
1: and know what I mean? you, like, you knew Teela would be mad. Like of course she would be mad.
0: I didn't think she'd be that mad, which is probably <laughs> like says something about myself. I didn't know you'd be that mad.
1: Yeah. I no. ain't no. I would have been mad. So I, I got I got why she was mad. Um and it's why I like Luke in the sequel trilogy being disenchanted with everything made sense to me because he was lied to. <laughs> The whole time by by everybody, um, lies can have bad effects. People. Um, we said,
0: but to bring it back to Star Wars for a second, that's yeah. why it never makes sense how Leia and him knew about Palpatine and Ray, because it's like all these yeah. like you you're just continuing the cycle, buddy. But anyway, back to yeah,
1: but yeah, back to this. the The one person that was completely unreasonable in Masters of the Universe, King Randor. Like, I understand he's upset but man he harshly banishes man at arms <laughs> out of that castle says if you come back i'm going to kill you and by the way your own daughter get him out of here <laughs> it was pretty it was a, i understand he's upset but it was a little harsh
0: i loved um what was it was it what's his name hebo hero
1: he- hero yeah
0: he, he goes like very impressive robot man That was, I just, I've, I've heard it twice. It's something like that. And I, it just cracked me up. They had, they, he did such a good job. Kevin Smith did such a good job of just getting the different ingredients, right. With like backstory. I should point out that in in the press he's done for it. He said he was making it for people that enjoyed the eight. That was his mandate or his goal or whatever. And apparently Mm. it was, um, the head of Netflix,
1: Teddy Beausoleil, yeah, just,
0: just just what like like this dude's daddy Warbuck and his way through life. Going, <laughs> I I would like to find out what happened in He Man: The Masters of the Universe. I was a big fan, so um, Kevin Smith, go go make a perfect cartoon, and um, and he did for that purpose. So I was a bit um, and I guess to cartoon and stuff, but it, it 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 definitely doesn't seem like it's had. The pop culture impact out of like our demographic, it seems.
1: No, I, I think like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, sorry,
0: sorry, I don't mean but I'm not seeing it like it's not getting trending on Netflix or no. I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about it. It's sort of like they went to please this certain demographic and it feels like that's, you know, and, and I don't count like the unreasonable, like, mm. um, that it doesn't, you've, you've, um, You've negged yourself out of my stats, you know, yeah. um, unreliable data.
1: I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's it's got a harder curb to sort of climb because something like Cobra Kai, everybody's seen Karate Kid. And then when you hear that there's a, a show about it, you go, I'm not interested in the show, Cobra Kai, like that sounds silly. And then somebody goes, no, no, trust me, it's good. And then you watch it and you see it's amazing. That's word of mouth. That's easier to travel than there's a new He-Man cartoon or Master of Universe cartoon. You should go check it out. It's like, I'm not going to go watch a cartoon. you know. And it's the same with Star Wars. You know, I'm oh, something new Star Wars. Oh, it's a cartoon. Okay. Like, call me when a movie comes out or a live action show comes out. Because, you know, yeah. you can tell a million people about Clone Wars and how great it is. Not interested. Tell them about Mandalorian. They're going to give it a shot.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's the, the live action, you know, and I'm I'm a part of it. I'm part of the problem, Chris. But you got to think if this, what's this guy's name? BB, did you say his name was? Ted,
1: Ted B. Sally. I'd actually heard of him like a few years ago. I actually heard talk amongst the Masters community that one of the heads of Netflix is a crazy fan, goes to PowerCon, loves it. And it's like, come on, Ted. The Knee brothers are still attached to this thing. What's going on with this movie? Snatch up the rights. Just make it. Like, we've lost Noah Centennial. We need to recast. Like, let's just go. Um, what's interesting, Steele, I know you've seen a documentary that none of us have seen called Toy Masters. And... Um, it didn't get released for numerous reasons, but I got sent a link to a guy talking about Masters of Universe and the discourse around it. And I thought, oh, listen to this guy. And his name was Rob. And he actually revealed he was one of the editors on Toy Masters, um, which I thought was super interesting because you may know one of the editors on Toy Masters. And he, he wasn't particularly a fan of Masters of the Universe, but he said he actually had a script for a movie called Skull. And it was one of the treatments for the movie, and he said it was incredibly good. And this is, somebody, this is somebody that doesn't like the property, really. He said he was too old for Master of Universe by the time it came out. And he said, Grey Skull, if they had have turned it into a movie and nailed what the script was, it was going to be incredibly good. And that just made me even more excited. Yeah, I, I
0: think it's more this BB dude's got to <laughs> go, go jump ship to HBO mm. and then, like, like I just feel like this story with, like, that's, like, a lot of that, the scripting of that, of course, you'd, you'd do more with actors. But if that was live action, people, like, it would, like, it would be the thunderous, like, yeah. Game of Thrones. Like, it, it, if it was just sort of. You know, like, what that was the rad thing about He-Man. It was just ridiculous when you first saw it. Like, because I I saw it before the cartoon. And Mm. the ads, they did these amazing ads with smoke and it was all dimly lit and He-Man was on that sled thing and there was the castle and then there was all these, like, the battle cat and that. And it was like, this is just... Like batshit crazy, what's going on in this world? And and all those fantasy art like prints that were on the early boxes and stuff. And th-
1: and that's and that's what it's with the intro to Revelation. They actually used some of the artwork, which was super cool to do yeah. with the intro. Um, but in the Origins toy line that they've sort of been putting out there, they've actually been doing super sweet artwork on a lot of the stuff, like Castle Great Ga- Castle Grayskull behind me, awesome artwork. Battle Cat had awesome artwork. Like, and the toys do seem to be selling. Like Mattel said, they're quite happy with how the line's going, which is fascinating considering there's nothing really behind it. Like, it's, like, there's a new kids cartoon coming out at the end of the year called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and that's very much CGI, you know, based at a very young audience, you know, and maybe that will get kids in. I've always thought the key to He-Man staying relevant aside from getting a movie up and running, which seems like it's never going to happen would be if they could do a good video game. I'll never play it. Like (laughs) I'll never have time. And that, but it seems like keeping in touch. People play games now. Like they don't
0: sit there watching uh, a cartoon
1: series. You know,
0: I I think if it's ever going to hit that stratosphere again, it's, it's, got to be on a like a show Mm. because i i just find if it's a movie is an origin story like what it's sort of i don't know i just feel like there's so much pressure on those two hours to do something compelling but if you've got a show you can go that extra onion layer into the characters which will sort of like make it a whole lot more enriching because i i like, even, like, the bit of character development in this with Evil Evelyn and Orko, um, you know, Roboto that you brought up. And um, I do have to wrap up in a, a sec, but one thing I wanted to um, say, just how they... Like, like like to me, this was, like, I was looking for this story. Like, about a few years ago, I, I, I got a few of those new He-Man, like, the trade paperbacks, and I yep. was like, oh, what, what, what's the modern take on He Man? And I read it, and I was like, no,
1: oh, I'm mm. not that into it. Like it was, it wasn't good.
0: That big spell over <laughs> Eternia, and it was like just so. The common theme always is He Man can't be He Man, which is telling because you know they had the same problem with Luke Skywalker and, yeah. and Superman.
1: They solve all the problems.
0: Um, but this was like exactly the take I wanted. To like, let's just make it a little bit more sophisticated and keep going with the story and have continuity. And it was exceptional. And I very much enjoyed, although I don't get it all how they seem to just sponge in every sort of different bit of He-Man trivia. Like I saw in like that pre-Eternia or the Eternia Heaven yeah. Like, with the Wonder Bread He-Man, there was, like, concept art He-Man in there and, like, all these different sort of legacies so, of He-Man. It was, it
1: just was quickly like, like. the Wonder Bread, like, that's the most remarkable, just to quickly explain to everybody because it's so obscure, is a, there's a version of He-Man that came out that's got dark brown hair, no armor, and nobody knows where it came from. Like, and there was rumors that it was the prototype Conan figure that never got made there was rumors that Wonder Bread had a giveaway and these were the figures that they gave away which is why he's called Wonder Bread He-Man um nobody knows exactly what the story is with these figures other than other than there's a very small amount of them out there and they're real like if you can there's ways to find out how they're real it's not just somebody painting he-man with brown hair um and yeah they actually added him to the cartoon and it's like a tremendous easter egg for those that care and for those that don't know you just go oh cool an ancient he-man
0: yeah and just yeah all those different like hero and, and king yeah. Grayskull and all those dudes i was like this is fascinating what an interesting yeah. um and just how to have all the different realms because because like in star wars mm. Like, like, you know, World Between Worlds and Mortis. Like, I don't like that in my Star Wars too much. But in He-Man, it's like, well.
1: And like, and the the Eternia playset. Oh, yes. Lobos collectibles. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) What they just put, they just bumped it up a few thousand dollars extra. Um, But yeah, but like seeing that in there, that would be like, like the mini-rigs appearing in a Star Wars cartoon, you know, like Mm. toys that never made the cartoon, but. Now you're seeing it. It was just awesome.
0: We've got to get a live action mini rig one of these days. Have to. Come on, Filoni. Come on, buddy. Um, Chris, it has been mm. awesome uh, getting to chat with you and Kylo. Yeah. Um, you got a little giggle there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and please let the good people of the internet know where they can track you down and your podcast, which I have to say. I'm not sure if I've talked to you since, but like with all the lockdown and all that, um it it was very comforting to have three friends just chat about Star Wars and pop culture and a and a bit of what's going on, and it was very very soothing. So I I appreciate my my thanks as a listener for um, soothing my otherwise um, quite rightly so jangled nerves.
1: Yeah, like not often we get that feedback. So thank you, Steele. Um, <laughs>
0: um, look, how, we... how, how often do you get this feedback?
1: <laughs> more often than more often than your feedback um, okay. in in Mitch's DMs. Um, yeah, so pretty much, Geek Dudes is just three friends sitting around having a very not safe for anywhere discussion. Not just about geeky stuff, about life in general, about anything that sort of catches our eyes and the ears but geekdom is sort of where we're at like we love star wars we love he-man um love comics like we're into a bit of everything um you can find geek dudes at geek dudes on twitter and instagram and facebook.com forward slash geek dudes it's got jonesy it's got mitch it's got me occasionally it's got lady jay so we do let a girl into the tree house every so often um try not to too often um we don't want girl germs and for the Australians out I there. Want, I
0: don't want any germs.
1: <laughs> um, who wants girl germs when you can have Kylo germs? Um, for the Aussies out there, I yes, I'm the one that podcasts about Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. Uh, it's called Hey, Hey, It's the Podcast, where I recap um, classic episodes of the iconic Hey, Hey, It's Saturday, and you can find that at Hey, Hey, Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Jonesy puts up some pretty funny clips up there. And you can find me at Chris Fresh on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Excellent. While we're on um, weird ideas for a podcast, my other mm. podcast, my comedy podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters, where we review complaint letters to the TV guide is back. i have got two episodes in, just put up a new episode today. It's on YouTube and on the I Love Green Guide Letters feed, and it's on iTunes and all that good stuff. So if you want to listen to a um A a not safe for work comedy podcast about complaint letters to the TV guide. Check that out. But as for here, I think clearly even Adam Driver would agree that this has gone on long long enough. So thank you, Chris. And may that force algorithm be with you. Hey, thanks, mate. I just need to be alone with my um driver breasts <laughs> for a little bit. Okay. So
1: I completely understand.